Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I sit down with Pastor John as we discuss this week's messages in our series entitled Great Stories. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. Back in the armchair with Pastor John. Hello, good, everybody. Good morning. Still morning time it here morning. Uh, on, this, uh, on this um, on this uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, how you doing, John? Good. Good. Hey, we're, uh, I got my suitcases out now. Yeah, you guys are getting ready to go on a yeah. big trip. You know what? I saw I don't, you guys said it was cold in Alaska, and I looked at the weather report. Like in Anchorage, next week, ten day forecast, the highs are going to be in the sixties. Yeah, did yeah. you get that? Um, we had a couple of days where the highs got into the sixties, but on, on the on the the ship itself, it never felt like it got like above like the fifties. Yeah, that's uh, why I've got and, every piece of warm clothing I own is in my suitcase right now. Yeah, because you, you, you do not you, you do not enjoy the cold weather there. <laughs> no, you, I don't. You do not enjoy the cold weather. But uh, so this week we were uh, in the series Great Stories. We shifted to New Testament uh, Mm -hmm. to a a parable story that Jesus uh, tells. We'll get into that in a second. But both of us mentioned in our messages that this this passage is kind of a difficult one uh, for a lot of different reasons yeah. and, it, and it made me start thinking we've talked in on the podcast about passages of scripture types of scripture that we really enjoy digging into that we uh, find um, encouraging and uplifting even if they're challenging passages yeah. you know we, we really resonate with them are there on the other side of the coin are there passages of scripture or books of the bible that you're like Man, this is this is a toughie. This, this is a toughie. Um, you know, important. Still got to teach it, preach it. Um, but well, uh, uh, yes. Um, and I would say most broadly, I would say it's the ones that require a significant amount of cultural um, unpacking of the day mm-hmm. to understand that the, that what we see as shocking today was uh, was not nearly as shocking, if at all, yeah. uh, in that day. Yeah. And so all the and I think about graphic violence, you know, the, the yeah. things with graphic violence. I think you mentioned this was this week or last week where you talked about just war. And it was it was very offensive to us in, in, in yeah. this day and. Age, but back then, it would not have been perceived at the same. Wouldn't have registered the same way as, yeah. as being as, as challenging or difficult. So all of those, you know, dash your babies against the rocks and and, and slaughtering out slaughtering villages, whole villages worth yeah. of, of, of people. Um, you know, the rape of you know, rape and pillaging and all all yeah. those plundering. All those passages like that require significant uh, effort because and, and we and if we don't do it, at least some. Then most people are going to be just going through the going. Through, they're going to have a hard time getting actually hearing what the text is teaching. So, yeah. so those are, I think those are probably the more challenging. What's well, easier to? It's easier. I think sometimes congregations or congregants uh, give themselves an out to kind of just check out of those messages. Well, it has nothing to say to me because culturally true. it's so yeah. far away. Yeah, I, I think that, that I, I remember when I was in my last church, I was teaching um, a class. Basically, you and I would 
we call it a hermeneutics class or, or a, a an exegesis class. You know, it's it's how to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, what what you know frameworks of reading the Bible. We call I call it how, how to read the Bible so you understand it, like the whole Bible. And I remember this sweet dear saint who had been a former missionary, and and um, she she comes up to me after I, I was teaching on. Um, the historical books in the Old Testament, and I was talking about Joshua, and she just had such a difficult time. It been a, been been in the church for you know three times my life at that at that period of yeah, time, yeah. and and yet those those portions were really oh just really, just reading the stories just out of Joshua, reading not, them, not and just, how you interpret them, even yeah. just the fact that you're reading about the conquest and, yeah. the, and the destruction, of like and like you said, Jericho. it's it's, it's total i mean and there there are parts in joshua especially where god gets really upset when they don't go scorched earth on on a village i mean it's everything down to the down to the the foundations of houses and every person living thing i mean from the animals to the people and like it's it's in a total annihilation and that is those are hard i mean those are really 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 difficult and um you know i think of some some of the 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 confession um psalms like psalm 51 those are Hmm. are can be very difficult not not from accepting that they're true but from a uh Helping people understand how to live those out in ways that are that are are because because the language that that David uses in Psalm fifty one is is so heart wrenching. Yeah, he's anguished. Uh, and 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 cult, you know go back to the cultural differences. You know, we we have been for the last maybe longer than this, but but at least the last forty years societally doing away with concepts of sin and guilt. You know, we've right. been doing away with those concepts. As, as anything that anything that would make you feel guilty is wrong. Not not that the action is wrong, but that it's wrong to make you feel guilty. And so we've been. Um, I think it, it was Charles Taylor that that talks about the the therapeutic removal of sin. You know, like it's just it's. It's bad for my self esteem. To, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To think about sin. Yes, we don't talk about repentance. We talk about let's you know let's let's. Let's make it therapy, or which is not again therapy is a very important maybe part of the repentance process, but we make it therapeutic rather than spiritually ground those things. And so when you get to Psalm fifty-one, you have to make those kinds of leaps across yeah. the, the the cultural divide with people, um, even though people feel it, even though people feel the guilt. Yeah, that's the odd thing, isn't it? They they feel the guilt and they know that. They, we. I mean, we know that uh, that 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 the relief that comes through the gospel mm-hmm. is so much greater than the guilt that we feel for the for the wrong. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, but it's still tough. Yes, it's still tough to to acknowledge it. Yes, that, that's the hardest part. It's just well, sort of, sort of, sort of like the the whole twelve step thing. The hardest yeah. part is the first part. Yeah, acknowledging that it's a problem. Yes, and I think the the because there are so many messages. Outside of Scripture, that tells someone that it's it's not the action or it's not the disposition or it's the not the attitude that's the problem. It's everybody else making you feel guilty that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so just accept accept you know accept 
yeah. your disposition, your attitude, your what we would call sinful behavior as and normalize it, and and the and we uh, we attack the feeling of shame and guilt, which can be can can be a powerful tool for the gospel yeah. you know and and let's say it can be a powerful therapeutic tool yes. as well yeah right? it's a gospel that leads to these therapeutic uh, gains yeah uh, and yet we don't want i think you're right i think we i think we don't want to deal with the core mm-hmm. with the thing yeah we want to deal with the side uh, a, a, a reaction to the thing yeah 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 so the, I, I find that those to be somewhat difficult and and you get to a passage of scripture like we talked about this week um from matthew chapter 18 the parable of the unforgiving servant and we both acknowledge that forgiveness in and of itself is a very difficult thing um and 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 the way you introduced the message you know was, was uh I think telling about you know you talked about the the book of grudges mm-hmm. you know in volume nine right yeah, yeah and and how 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 easy is it for us to hold um, long accounts with people and and yet balance and I think you did a great job at the end and I want to unpack that but of saying this is what forgiveness is not. Yeah. This is what forgiveness is. Um, this is where there's a you know the, the forgiveness doesn't have boundaries, but other parts that 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 come out of forgiveness might have boundaries, like like reconciliation and, and some of those things. We both talked about. Yeah, that it's interesting how we landed in some yeah, very similar yeah. places. Yeah, but as you are approaching this uh, this passage, you know this is a very uh, weighty and meaty passage. It's you know it's um, you know from verse 21 to 35 and and both of us talked about the the lead up to this because it's not in isolation you know it's it's talking right. about the church so what was it that you were like i've got to i've got to approach this passage from this standpoint what was the what was your decision making like in terms of approaching this passage well, um, part, it begins by exegeting the, the. For me, it was exegeting is, is understanding people, yeah, and the and the circumstances of people, and then so I kind of kind of have that, and I have this sort of amalgamation of people that I've talked to through the years who have really struggled with forgiveness because of the terrible things that have been, happened mm-hmm. to them. I think of one person in particular who who was a victim of repeated. Just terrible domestic abuse, mm-hmm. and just the struggles with forgiveness uh, that that people like that have. So you sort of have that in your hip pocket. An understandable and, struggle. I mean, and, an oh, understandable yeah. struggle. Oh yeah. my goodness! And 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 how she was able to turn that into something amazing uh, and positive and a force for good in the in the world. So just have that. But I have this. I've heard the whole story. So and I heard a number of these stories like this, especially now that we have a recovery ministry that we're yeah. actually involved. We're hearing more and more. We're hearing more and more. Of those stories, so you have those in your pocket, and then you look at the text, and then you realize that the text just starts out with Peter's leading question, mm-hmm. and the instinct inside of us just—it's just instinct. Just put the car in reverse. What's been happening? Yeah. Let's just take a look at this. Well, you know, when you when you start, you realize that he's that that Matthew is taking some time to. to to talk about what Jesus was saying about how in the world you're going to live together mm-hmm. in community, and I didn't. I, this is one of those I didn't flesh out at all, but it was much on my mind. It's like, is um, 
is the fact that so many so many times you come to a passage and you realize this is a more of a universal truth yeah. and it applies to any and in every relationship yeah. and other times it's more of a specific a community specific truth yeah. and this is one of those community internal community specific this is about believers and the forgiveness with with other believers yeah and so I didn't really unpack that I just sort of let that hang out there but here's here's Jesus saying these things about okay you guys got to learn learn how to live together in community if one of you goes guys goes goes astray go get them yeah you know uh, and then if someone's sinning this is a, a, another one of those could have unpacked oh, yeah, that can one unpack, a little bit unpack a lot more, okay yeah. go one on one and two on one and then you know, eventually <laughs> excommunicate them so, uh, so so you know this is a whole just, but these are the kind of things broad brush I wanted to set up so that Peter's question comes in gets heard and then Jesus's uh, um, uh, story to unpack his point well it's interesting heard. that you mentioned that about the about the, the immediately preceding passage because actually in my my first draft of the sermon, which was 38 minutes long, I actually did unpack that a lot more about, you know, what do you do if your brother or sister sins against you? What's this, the process? That there is a process that's it's meant for, it's meant to bring about reconciliation. Yeah. It's meant to bring about restoration. Bring that it, person back. Yeah. But it doesn't always, it doesn't always doesn't always land there and Peter's question really comes from well yeah what if it does land in the reconciliation and restoration point and repentance but then they yeah, sin they again doing it. And, and 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 they they keep doing it and or and I did I, I this was again in an earlier draft but didn't really because there's some commentators that that have that Peter's question is about one of two things, and I think it might be both things in his mind. It's either repeated sin or it's a sin that has such uh, mag- magnificent uh, reverberations that it's hard to forget it, or it's hard to not relive it. It's like you're talking right. about a person who's who's dealt with domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. And, and even if it was only a single incident of a domestic abuse, the, the reverberation of that particular sin even if there has been repentance and true reconciliation yeah. still reverberates in the heart and mind of that victim how many times do you have to and go it back makes, so it make the, the rabbinic tradition makes sense oh absolutely given what you're saying right now the, yeah. you know, the, the, the fact that look this is a person that's a repeat repeat offender they haven't learned a thing they're going to keep on doing this and you need to protect yourself so give them a shot give them another shot give them another shot then don't give them any more shots yeah and it was in in keeping with the the mentality of how Jews thought about righteousness as well, too, especially in the first century, that it was it was an uh, a more of an earned behavior, uh, not not a not a given. You know, righteousness was not a gift; it was something that you could actually attain yourself through the sacrificial traditions and through um, repentance and 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 signs of repentance mm. and you know ceremonial cleanliness you know um uh you know yeah practices or what what not so in their minds yeah there there is a limit right there is an actual limit because then for in their heads it it indicates that that person is not repentant at all and so you need to go back up to the previous passage and start the process all over again and uh so it makes a lot of sense in in peter's mind to ask that question and say well we obviously know God is more gracious than our rabbinical tradition. Jesus has been teaching that. Is he twice as gracious? Is he more than twice as gracious? And, and Jesus' response is, uh, "It's you, you just don't understand how how, how, it, how, works. how it works." Yeah, yeah. extravagantly yeah. gracious yeah. and extravagantly forgiving. So when you actually get into the parable, there's a lot of detail 
uh, here and there, and and uh, you know we both approached it uh, slightly differently. I, I I went through some of the the details um, a little bit a little bit more. You know, fully. Yeah, you read the you read the parable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I sort of told a summarized story. It, yeah, summarized summarized it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the details in this. Well, the whole passage, there's just so many so many details that we couldn't get through. But are there details in, to you that, given you know more time and, and space, you would have you would have dug into it a, a bit more? Well, I have to say I had a lot of fun with your Spagnizomai. Uh, that, that, that was that was that was fun. That, yeah. that was a that was a fun one. So, yeah. uh, and I, it reminded me of all those you know when you're taking the Greek classes, you have to memorize the, the vocabulary of this. So yeah. all the, the the mnemonic devices to help you remember those. So and that was an easy one. For that me. was fun. That was an yeah. easy one. And the for kids. Me. Apparently got it better than the grown-ups grown-up yeah. did in the in the room there. No, I you know for the the so your question is what how the how, details in that in that passage are there ones that you, given more time you would have unpacked more fully? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was teaching a class on it, I I, I think I would have I would have spent more time time on it and uh, including um, just. Probably some of the you know, we had some some differences in how the numbers were the numbering yeah. uh, numbering went. Uh, the point of the numbering did is not was, yeah. was in both cases. No matter which numbering system we you, you look at, at, in both cases the 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 point is still the same. Yeah. It's so unbelievably ridiculously yeah. high. There's no human way yeah. that it is possible. All that can be done is to have mercy shown, and which is what what happened. So, yeah, that would have been that would have been. That that would have been fun to to do that. But, I think I think it's interesting how how and I looked at a bunch of different um, translations, you know, and and people should know that you, we have translations, the chapter designations, the verse designations, the additional titles. Those are not part of the original text. Like, right. Th- those are not there. But I always think it's interesting. Yeah, if you look at the original text, like a papyri or the pottery, it's just, it's just this column yeah. of nonstop words. It's be like justified font. Like yes. just, justified font. All, all caps. All the way down. All, all caps. All caps. All the way down the page. And, and no spaces. No spaces. No spaces. And because they're trying to, because paper, paper is at a premium and, yeah. and ink is at a premium, so you're yeah, not wasting you fill up it. Every you got to fill up every inch of it. But I always think it's interesting how and I don't know that maybe there is another translation that that calls it something different. That this is called the parable of the unforgiving servant. When the point of Jesus' passage, the point of Jesus' story is is to to highlight the grace, grace and the grace generosity. of the King. Yeah. In contrast to the unforgiving servant, yeah, that's good. And, and and I mean, he even talks about therefore. This is one of those things that you know, the whole therefore. Prodigal the, sons. Prodigal son is another prodigal one. Prodigal sons the same you know, way. It's, it's it, yes, it, it is about the prodigal son. Yeah. But there's so much more going on in that story. But so. the point is not it's the about prodigal. The it's about the reception of yeah. the father, right? Yeah. And about. But so I always think that's interesting. The the how translators have chosen to frame this in our minds because that's what it does. I to, at least how I think about it. It frames our minds to focus on the action of the servant yeah. rather than the action of the king so that the action of the servant is even more uh, pronounced and, yeah. and, and more heinous. Um, so it, that to me is, I, I, again, those are things I, you don't talk, you know, you don't get into in there. Actually, I taught a class on this passage actually not too long ago. Back in May, I taught a uh, Okay, right, because you're in uh, this in Matthew, Matthew yeah. yeah, Matthew. So I actually had uh, three three lessons that ended up. On this. So there's a lot of there's a lot of cutting room floor stuff in this one. I will so, say this uh, one one of the things that was um, you're aware of when you have a 
you know a window of time that's a mm-hmm. that's a, a shorter window of time by by you know by comparison yeah. probably you know 10 15 15 minutes shorter than uh, than than yeah. yours you know, yeah. the, and vine is that it, it was nice to hear even as I was listening to you talk about the um the get the speeding ticket yeah and uh, and and being getting one speeding ticket and then you about ready to lose your license yeah. and then getting being shown grace and all that yeah. it was nice to illustrate those uh, some of those you know be able to, to to take the time with it and then illustrate it take your time and then illustrate it so yeah. you end up cutting those types of things out and you have to do that i feel like it's like it's like with the book of grudges i mean pulling out like something physical that is not not um, uh, that's not you didn't pull out like a tiny little booklet right, I mean, you right. pull out a a big dictionary sized book to illustrate the point of this is we don't think we don't think it's 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 anything to have volumes in our mind of grudges but if we were to look at it like this then it's more it's more telling of who yeah. we actually are you know we can hold you know terabytes of information in our minds about the people that have wronged us and yet the way god looks at us in the in the you know the, the hectabytes of sin that we yeah. have committed listen, listen to the technique <laughs> the the tech here but like like every single one of us carries that kind of debt in our relationship yeah. with the father and and yet because of jesus christ he doesn't hold those book. He doesn't yeah. hold that book for us. But I you think that's part of what was great about how what what we both did that day. My, you know, we, we in some way, mine. I was able to point to a book, and it, it represented all of that. Yeah. Oh, I guess I do have a lot of yeah. these things, or I have at least some of these things. I said, yeah. <clears throat> I know. I said in the in the live services, I said that um, if these things are not really registering heavy for you, you're blessed. Yeah. Because most people can think of something. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So so you're 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 so I realize that there may be some people that just don't have a lot of angst over a lot of past wrongs or anything like that. That's that, that's great. I mean I love I, I would hope for that for everybody. But most people, you know, use you, you did it by just illustrating this this great contrast between you know the 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 the, the servants. You talked about your own generosity and your own maybe or that that I forgive you language that um, which which is the better language than I want to crush you if you hurt, you yeah. hurt me. Those are all big things that people get. Yeah. And we just we we both held that out there for the. For, for us to think about and for for the people to think about and yeah. I thought it was really I thought it was really helpful when and and we the point the the application points for both of our messages were had a lot of carryover as they as they as they tend to do um, because we're reading the same passages of scripture right. you know the, the the recognition you know I, I use the term of recognition what you've been, been forgiven, forgiven. Yeah. You, you talked about remember the mercy that you've been shown you know yeah. that really the the important part for us is always to go back to the cross you know yeah. go back to the cross I, I think it's really I think it's a challenge to 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 I think sometimes to communicate the sincerity of our statements there like like no 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 the cross is really such a big deal he's like because i sometimes i worry that people look at that like the billboard on the on on bartow road that they see all the time and they just it it doesn't register with them the way it should because i think do you think that do you think it could you could you sense a getting through on sunday i I could i I could i think because but it's like you said though that's why the illustration parts are important you know i see some people don't 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 track with the illustrations and they just kind of wish we would get you know get get back to the text get back to this but i'm like 
But we do those illustration points because when we keep going back to the cross, which every preacher is called to go back to the cross, go back mm. to the empty tomb, back mm. to the cross, back to the empty tomb, back to the cross, back to the tomb, to give a to to give people a way to see the cross in, that that demonstrates the importance of it. Mm. That that's why we. that's why we keep going back to the gospel that's why we keep going back that's the only message that we have is the gospel message and and if we did if we didn't if we didn't do that on a day like sunday Mm -hmm. we should be shot or something because it's sued for spiritual malpractice because this was this was like a pitch slow pitch down the middle to just get up and swing on just say look this is i mean the, the the gospel is about the mercy of god that has been shown to us or it's about the fact that we have been forgiven that we need to recognize and as you said to be grateful yeah. for the fact that it's been ha- that that is core that is like the central thing so one I, of the things i love that you did in the next your next point though is you and 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 looking back i kind of wish i had framed this as well this way too because i think it's 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 important for us to recognize what god has done for us but also that that is not exclusive to us, but that Jesus Christ died for maybe that for the the very person that we're holding a grudge against, and and you said it, you know, remember the other, yeah. remember the other, yeah. and the mercy that is is offered to them as well. That that Christ died for that person as well too, to declare the the very sin that maybe we're holding a grudge against. That Jesus is already, if they are in a relationship with Him, they've, Boy, they've, He's already offered that so forgiveness. I, even as I was saying it, which is why I said what I said afterwards, said it's, so, it's true. I stand by it, but even as I'm saying it, I'm thinking about the domestic yeah. abuse person. I'm thinking about the Charleston shooter family. And I'm thinking about the what was the one that you said the, 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 the Amish, the the Amish, the Amish families. Yeah. And all. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about these people and going, oh golly, that you know. But when you get it, you get it. That's yeah. that, and that's why the the, yeah. the Charleston shooters and the Amish families. When you get it, you get it. Yeah. And you understand that that's not that big of a big of a stretch because you got to get the first thing, yeah. which is what you said. You started with that. I started with that. You know, we have to recognize first and foremost, we'll never do it. You know, yeah. that's what you're saying. You'll never do it. Yeah. And we'll never. And, and to, so, but once we have it, it's not that difficult to recognize. No, that person needs that that just as bad. I was, I was telling someone about it. It's, it's like. Um, was that here? I can't remember about the book, The Shack, and there's this yeah. one part mm-hmm. of the story where the, he's in the cave and he's having to, his dad did these terrible things to him, and then you go, okay, well, back up. What did his dad do? What, yeah. what did his dad do? Yeah. And so just this and go down the line systems of you know, yeah. generations of, of abuse, and how how else do you expect a person in that situation to to behave? It's not right. Yeah. Just how else do you expect them to behave? And I and and the the important part too is that 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 kind of helps. Um, that helps explain that is what you did with that third point. What what forgiveness doesn't mean, you know? What is it? What does it yeah. not mean? And um, it doesn't mean for it, it doesn't mean forgetting. I, I, you know that term forgive and forget. You know, we we everybody's heard that term, and it's just not biblical, right? And the and the way Lewis Smead even talks about forgive and forget, he doesn't. It, it's his title of his book was forgive and forget. Yeah. One of his points was to not you know not forgive you, and forget. Anytime you talk about this, you have to say it. You, it's not about forgetting. Yes, it's odd that it's. Yeah, but, but it's almost like he uses that because it's a contrasting it's a statement. Yeah. It's like a, it's like it's almost like a tongue in cheek. Like yeah. we're you've been told to forgive and forget, but it's. It, do, it doesn't one, work that way. When it's also not wise, you know. Yeah. It's it. That's and and it and and you know. You talked about not excusing the person um, in terms of, and I li- like how you you talked about it because I, I talked about you know forgiveness does let them off the hook, but it lets them off the hook 
from our desire for revenge. Yeah, giving up the right to get back at them, but to, it, to but get it, them off the hook. Yeah. But it doesn't let them let them off the hook for any temporal consequences yeah. that may result. And like, I, I sat a little bit more on that in the, in the in live the service. Too. I wondered if you did because it yeah. seemed like if you're in a live service and you're seeing people. You might want to, you know, bring that yeah. out even a little bit more when you're actually looking at people's eyeballs and you're thinking about their stories. There. By the way, I I, I was watch I watched you, mm-hmm. um, you know, after afterwards, and then I know what I you know what I had with the, in the front of the live crowd, and I and I realized it's fun to kind of watch a message like this because in a mess on a day like that, yeah, you were a pastor, yeah, yeah. And a theologian, yeah, and a preacher, you yeah. Know, you 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 have you, to be. You were like, these, this is about human lives, yeah. You know, they're they're like that every week, but you know, when people are really struggling, well, it's like you said, yeah. you're looking at people out there, and you know some of the stories out there, some of the stories that you had in the past. You know, you know the the abuse that they've taken. You, you know the 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 ways people have have wronged them financially or or taken advantage of them, and it's a tough sell. Yeah. To 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 point to the you know it, it's easy to talk about the grace of God and forgiveness in nebulous terms. Yeah, it's harder when you you get down to brass yeah. tacks. In that situation, yeah, you have been shown grace. That other person need, needs grace, and you know, and you're and you know you're only hurting yourself anyway. Yeah. So uh, we also both um, both acknowledged and didn't spend a lot of time on the the fact that, uh, and I'm sure you hear this, you preach about forgiving that person who did you wrong, and then somebody somebody will come up almost every time and says, my issue is forgiving myself. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's and I would, a tough man, thing. And, and that, that really, I put a, I, again, longer version, it was a lot longer. I mean, that was a lot bigger of a piece. Um, but I just... I, it was like, yeah, this is not. If this was, you know, part two of this message, I would do a whole week just on what does it mean to forgive yourself. You know, what does it mean to go through that psalm, which we preached on Psalm fifty-one before. What does it mean to do the Psalm fifty-one work of repentance, and then also recognizing that God's forgiven you, um, so you can you can feel uh, the the new heart. You know, mm. when 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 David prays, create creating me a new heart, O God, renew a right spirit within me. Well, that's an that's not just a fantasy prayer that that actually can have real uh, consequences, real positive consequences in in your own life when you're going through the the repentance uh, work yourself. But again, that's a whole. That's a Maybe whole that'll thing. be a series where a short short series will be forgiveness and forgiveness and reconciliation, forgiveness yeah. and forgiveness mercy, and, forgiveness and, 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 and personal guilt. And, you know yeah, that sort of thing. Guilt, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, the whole point of this is forgiveness from the heart, which is where you landed on. That's where Jesus lands on that and points back to the heavenly Father and and how He forgives us and and the weight of that forgiveness is is the, or the the debt is paid with the blood of Jesus Christ and the and the actual cross of Jesus Christ it makes this a really um, powerful passage to preach um, also somewhat difficult passage to yeah. preach because of the because of the pastoral concern not the cultural yeah. things but the pastoral yeah. concern that's there yeah. and I just hope that that you know, you, your, your great hope is that that most people aren't. Yeah, that they aren't dealing with these things because this is a, this is the best time. Because I, I hope that as I'm looking out at several hundred faces out there, that that they're going. I'm not really dealing with this stuff right now, yeah. Pastor. Yeah. In my mind, I'm going. 
Good. Good. This is the time. But you that might. You, this is the time to hear this, so that <laughs> when that when that hits yeah. you, then you're then yeah. you sort of get the sort yeah. of mental framework for how to handle that. Well, I encourage anybody if they miss this week's uh, pass uh, this week's uh, messages to head to fpclakeland.org, uh, watch full services, classic or Vine. Pastor John was in classic. I was in Vine. If you missed any more of our episodes of Armchair Preaching, make sure you subscribe at your favorite podcasting platform: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Subscribe. So that you can be notified when a new episode drops. Pastor John. See, this week you're in classic, I'm in right? classic this week. And, and then who's in Vine? Josh, Josh, is, Josh, Vine? Josh yeah. Schweitzer, uh, student ministry director, is in Vine. Then I'm back in, back in Vine, and Paul, I believe, is in classic the week after that mm-hmm. uh, to kick off a new series. This, this week we'll close out a series, and then we kick off a new series on Labor Day called The Integrated Life. We're talking about faith integrated right. in our work, which is appropriate on Labor day sunday right so pastor john have uh, a great, almost like we planned it ha- have a great trip <laughs> thank and, you uh, pray thank you. That, that it's a rewarding time and that the weather is good and you guys see lots of whales <laughs> thank you it's we're really, looking forward to it's that. really crazy and and for everyone else uh, we'll see you next time <laughs>